protect your hour of phone calls. That hour of phone calls is what puts everything else on the list. So why would you focus on it instead of the one thing that made those things all happen? The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Today on the show, I have Lori Snowden. Lori was a financial planner and life insurance agent before getting into the mortgage business. In fact, she was the number one for sales in her company across the country and just realized it wasn't something that she was passionate about, didn't love it, and decided to transition into the mortgage business. In this interview, we talk about some of Lori's success, some of the things that she's been doing to grow her business. She is one of our alumni from our 10 Loans a Month program. She more than doubled her volume from 2018 to 2019. And it's all in the fact that Lori is just an amazing executor. You give her something to do. She goes out and does it. She has such a great attitude. Clients love her. Her realtors love her. And I think you're really going to enjoy this interview with Lori. This episode is sponsored by Finmo. Finmo is Canada's fastest growing mortgage origination platform. This is according to Phylogix. A few things I love about Finmo. First, they design the app from the ground up with the borrower in mind, which means there's a low amount of friction, makes it really easy for your borrowers to use. Second, they make document collection super simple. They even provide smart documents. What that means is that when your client's filling out the app and they find out that they're self-employed, it's going to automatically ask for self-employed documents because it knows what it's, what's going to need, makes it simple for you. And finally, they understand that every mortgage broker uh, is mortgage agent is going to run their business differently. And so they integrate it with Zapier, which means you can connect Finmo to every almost every other tool on the web. It's absolutely powerful. Check out Finmo. You'll receive a 30-day free trial. They have amazing customer support. Finmo is the skip the dishes of mortgages in Canada. Hey, Lori, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. So we've known each other for a couple of years now, and I've, I've always had a great time chatting with you. And I thought it'd be awesome to have you on the show, talk about some things you're doing in your business. But before we do that, maybe you can share us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the mortgage business. So I was teaching actually for uh, a short time and I became, I know there's no connection here, but I became a life insurance agent and a financial planner. I was really good at it. I was number one in Canada for sales. My income was getting higher every month, but I hated it. It became exhausting. I was asking people to pay for something that they would never benefit from. Life insurance is a one-sided product and it's not for the person paying for it. So you're taught actually when people sign up that they will object five times. That's a total lie. It was more like 10. And even though I became really good at it, I really got quite tired of the challenge. By this time, I was selling life insurance for the bank. And when it became obvious I needed to get out, they offered me a position as a mortgage road rep. I loved it. I was eventually, I moved over to a mortgage brokerage. Okay. So you started in insurance. And so just out of curiosity, like, what was it about mortgages over insurance that you liked more? One is asking for money and the other one is giving money. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What do you think were some of the lessons you took from selling the insurance, which is a product maybe, I think it's a product's important, but that you were able to take over into your mortgage business? Well, life insurance, as important as it is, is not necessarily something that everybody thinks they need. The nice thing about what I did as a life insurance agent, the teacher part of me came out and I was able to show people what their need was rather than it becoming a want and an option. Fast forward to the mortgage business, that ability to connect the need and the want really helped for me anyway. And it also became that teacher part of me that was able to show people and guide and direct them properly. 
Right. So you educate clients into decision-making instead of coercing, manipulating. As I know you, it's 100% your personality is not at all that sort of car salesman persona or anything. (laughs) So then, okay, you started working as a specialist for the bank. When did you move into becoming an independent mortgage broker? So that's actually when I was a life insurance agent. Eventually, I was working for a bank and they had moved me over. I got so tired of what I was doing. Even though it's funny how you become so good, even though it was challenging, the challenge no longer was something that I was enjoying. So when they sent me over as a mortgage road rep, in order to keep me within the bank, the company itself, I flourished as a road rep. And of course, you know, you put in seven applications and only one of them is approved. So it became obvious to me that I needed to move over to a mortgage brokerage. And how many years were you a road rep before you moved into becoming a mortgage broker? Well, less than two years. Actually, it didn't take me long. Okay. And so before we dive into the rest of your story, I always love to ask about a quote that's had an impact on your life or business. So can you share a quote that's really impacted you? (laughs) You're going to get a few. Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) I love quotes. (laughs) There's a few that have gotten me through the years. The first one is easy to do, easy not to do. And then a few months ago, I was reminded of an oldie, effort equals income. I love that one. And then the other day, Steve Diamond put one that I've got actually in huge letters right now. What is measured is managed. Love that one. But there was one actually that's gotten me through some really hard times in my career. It's by F. Scott Fitzgerald. And it's, I hope you live a life you are proud of. If you are not, I hope you have the strength to start all over again. And that quote has got me through some really dark moments I'm not proud of. Okay, so can you share some way that you've applied this to your life or business? Sometimes you've got the motivation and the self-discipline and the drive at the top of your tank. And other times, it's at the bottom. And you have to hold on really tight, dig deep, drag it out, kicking and screaming. And it's during those times that you need courage. Those quotes have always reminded me of that. Courage is the first thing that I have to get through every day. Sometimes I have it. Sometimes I need to go and look for it. But that's what gets me through those moments is those quotes. Right. And so you had a couple of them that were good. So this one, easy to do, easy not to do. I've never heard that before. How do you apply that? I'm interested. No, I have not. Well, you have to think that our business, it's not about the exciting stuff. It's about doing the same thing every single day. It is that repetition that allows us to become successful. And we have to remember that sometimes it's easy not to do it because we're so bored or we just, you know, we're looking for the exciting thing that's happening. All I've done in the last few days is answer emails about mortgage deferral payments. Those are not exciting and fun. They're actually, it's very difficult to read. So it's easy Mm -hmm. not to do them, but it's easy to do them. Once you get over and you get the courage, you know, it's just an answering an email and helping people through a moment. Easy to do, easy not to do. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. That's really good. And, and we talked about this before, but you kind of, in a way, you want your business to be like Groundhog Day. It's very much the same every single day, right? Get up to the same song and everything. You just, that's how you build a successful business. Okay, so one of the things I've also noticed about successful mortgage brokers is that there's always failure that happens. But, you know, looking back in the rearview mirror, there's always a lesson in it. So can you share something that you failed at? And now looking back, there was a lesson that you learned? You know, you sent me a few of the questions ahead of time. And this is the one actually I struggled with the most because it's failure. 
you know, it's putting it forefront and, and reminding myself of how I got here, where I am today. So 10 years ago in my career, I actually had become quite complacent. Life can have a way of making you think that you don't need to educate yourself any further. You're good at what you're doing. And, you, and you know, I cut, was cutting corners. I had a lot going on in my personal life and I had actually stopped doing my job properly. I'm so lucky. Things could have gotten further south if I hadn't, you know, had a polar dip in my career and my brokerage dropped me. It was exactly what I needed to get my attention. That splash of cold water, I got my processes back in line. By this time, my self-esteem was quite low and my superpower, which you know is my self-confidence, had taken a nosedive. I turned to what I'd stopped doing so many years before. I just went back and I started educating myself again. Your right. program wasn't around yet. <laughs> First, I started building up my communication skills again, and that's actually really helped my confidence level. Then I moved on to strengthening the processes that I already had in place, and I worked on more job-specific skills. By this point, which is about two years ago, I heard about your program, which for the most part, is really a one-stop shop for everything that I had done up to that point in time. And signing up for your program became one of the single most effective parts of rebuilding my career. And no, ILMB listeners, Scott has not paid me to say this. Thank you for that. I know that you've been an amazing student or client in terms of you take the stuff and you apply it. That's like anything. You can have the best program in the world, the best fitness program, but if you don't apply it, nothing happens. And so... I want to go back to something you just mentioned though about communication. So what did you do specifically? Because so you're at this low point, you know, you, you kind of come out of the insurance business, you're rocking and rolling, you get into the mortgage business, you're doing well, then you get a little bit complacent, some things start happening in your personal life. Then all of a sudden your company's like, hey, you know what? Your numbers are not what we were expecting. And you're like, hold, what? You know, how, you know you, you're dropping me. And then I can imagine you're at a low point emotionally, psychologically, and now you've got to sell yourself to other people, which is not easy to do when you're feeling low. So what did you do to kind of dig yourself out of that, you know, step by step? Because I, I think that's a story that people can relate with. We've all been there where we're kind of up high and then we hit low and then we're like, oh man, how do I get back to where I was? So what did you do to get yourself back going? And, and in particular, communication, what did you work on there? There were three things. Darren Hardy, I was working on a program through him. And that was helping my confidence level. It isn't industry specific. So it was really only going to help me with communication. The mm -hmm. same with Michael Brunoff. He's been taught actually by uh, Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins, and uh, Jim Rohn. He, again, very non-industry specific, but all about communication and using the voice that you have within you already. I had it there, but I'd lost it. It still was within me. I just had to figure out how to bring it back out again. And those two, plus the NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming, again, really helped me. And I didn't need all three. Any one of them would have been fine, but I immersed myself in everything. I didn't know what would stick and what wouldn't. So I just did it all. <laughs> right. And you were just like, okay, you know what? I'm not happy where I am. People can definitely relate to that. And then it's like, well, then what are you going to do about it? And in your case, you were like... I have to actually change my mindset around this. And there's a lot of mindset work that I'm sure that you were doing, I suspect, right? Yes, yes. I didn't know that that's what it was called at the time. Right. And I just, that you know, I remember there's one quote that Michael Burnoff said, just because I was working from home at this point in time, I no longer had an office to go to. And it was mind over mattress. Because we all want to turtle it out in bed. Starting the day, you know, it's easy to do it at eight o'clock instead of seven o'clock. The challenge, she said, was get up at four. 
You want to think it's hard at seven, try four. If you can do it at four, you can do it. So I, right. that's what I did. I started getting up at 4 a.m. And I still do it to this day. I get up at 4 a.m. Is that a seven day a week thing? Or is, I didn't actually know that about you. So, or is that like, like Monday to Friday? <laughs> How often are you doing that? No matter if you don't need to do it on the weekends, you still end up waking up at that point in time, at, you know, four years later. I tend to only get, now actually on the weekends, I'll get up at six. Right. And for the most time, I'm just, the last half hour, I'm just kind of laying there going, okay, you can do it, you can do it. And I've learned some great things that I can do before everybody gets up. What are a couple of things that you do in the morning? Because it's something that we talk about in the past, some of our listeners may not know, but what kind of things do you do that help set the tone for your day? So I have a morning routine. My morning routine actually starts the night before. At 4 a.m., I'm most certainly not coherent enough to think. So that's actually when I start sending in. I have actually the night before set up the emails. I've drafted the emails that I want to go out in the morning. I like my emails to be up top when people come into their office. So whether underwriters or BDMs or clients, I want my email to be above everybody else's. And that's not sending it in at 7 p.m. the night before. That's sending it in at 5 a.m. the next day. So they're drafted and then I start sending them out. And then actually I work on me. My mindset training, for me it's prayer and, and a little bit of meditation. I'm not a great meditator. People have some great skills at doing this. For me, I just, I'm not awake enough. And then between five and six, that period of time is basically four hours worth of work uninterrupted. You can get so much done. It switches from day to day. It depends on what I have on the go. It's almost always work related. Once I've sent out the emails and then I work on myself and my mindset personally at five, then I work on business until six and then getting the kids ready for school sitting back down again at 7.30 in the morning. Right. Yeah. It's amazing how important a rhythm and a routine is to having a successful business. And it all starts in the morning. If your morning is always changing, like some days you get up at eight, some days you're like, you know, four, and then next day you're getting up, just rushing the kids out the door. It's going to be really hard to have any kind of consistency in your, in your business. And so that's really great. And I actually didn't realize that you did the, but that's a good idea. If the emails do leave 5 a.m., they're going to be sitting on the top of the pile when they come into the office, right? Because emails tend to go most recent at the top. Okay, so let me ask you this. If you were starting over today and you had your first 90 days, what would you do in your first 90 days to get your business going? You know, before your program, I would have answered this differently. Now through your program, I know that a morning routine, you talk about bookending your day. And I did that. I bookended my morning routine is solid. I covet it. I do not allow too much to come and alter it. Then something I learned a few weeks ago from you was to develop an ideal workday. I'm actually still working on that. You made a comment about having it as a guideline. And if you, at least you get 80% of your ideal workday in place and follow it, that it really actually, it's better than not at all. And that is that's really starting to work for me. And now right. I make my phone my best friend by calling every realtor or referral source on a regular basis. But I've also accepted that failures are part of the day. And the next day, you go at it again 100%. It's not that you don't look in the rearview mirror. People say, you know, just look ahead. Don't look in the rearview mirror. I think that as a human being, I tend to. And mm -hmm. I learn from that. For me, there's nothing wrong. I can do it. I can look in the rearview mirror and go, okay, that's what happened. Not necessarily laugh at it, but okay, this is what I'm going to do better today. 
when we talk about being the best version of yourself, I want to be the best version of myself, but I'm not going to be every day because again, you know what, we've got other factors that are constantly working in our lives that will distract us and take away from the path that we're on. But it's okay to look away, come back again. You look to the side, I mean, you get distracted. That's not the distractions that matter. It's that you put yourself back on track and keeping on right. task is my, is my goal every day. And you're right. So a little bit of the ADD that I have, if you are prone to that, the faster you can get back on track, the more rhythm and the more your business and life will actually be more stable. So what's the single biggest change you made to your business in the last 12 months? Oh, definitely the phone calls. That one hour of phone calls is everything. That has changed my entire career again. And Stevie D says, protect your hour of phone calls. It's number one on your list every day. Everything else is number two. That hour of phone calls is what puts everything else on the list. So why would mm-hmm. you focus it on it instead of the one thing that made those things all happen? Right. You're totally right. And so was it always easy for you to do calls or is it something that you've become like a muscle that you've built over time? Because I'm sure some people are listening going, oh my gosh, I don't like picking up the phone. And you know, it's, it, sometimes does. it feels, nobody does, right? Like literally for nobody the most part, does. there's a few people, but. Yeah. So tell me about that. What has changed for you to make that easier? So it's the way you look at it. Again, that mindset. You've taught us about how you make an easy call and then you make a hard call. That actually helped. And when I look at my list of calls, and I have my list of calls I do the evening before. If I have to do it before the hour that I'm going to make those calls, I am going to have call reluctance. I still have it. Call reluctance has been something that I think the majority of people have, it isn't whether or not we get rid of the call reluctance, it's that we ignore it. And I ignore that call reluctance and I make those calls anyway. I have the list, I'm ready to go. I do not have to look for the phone number, nothing. Everything is ready and it takes me maybe five minutes the night before and I don't think about it again. I don't look at the list and when that hour occurs, it's there and I'm ready to go. And you can hear, I'm chatty. So I have to be very careful with my time. That hour, I need to get a hold of You don't want to talk to just one person, one phone call. You're like, wow, that was a great hour. I'm done. It's going to happen once in a blue moon and you have to just, you know, allow it to be. Depends on who you're talking to and what it is that you're discussing. However, that hour is, it will make or break you. And if that's the case, then just do it. It's just a phone call. Yeah. The world's not going to end if you pick up the phone. Okay. So as you mentioned, you came into our program a year and a half ago or so. So what was just your single biggest takeaway? I used to talk about phone calls. Other than that, what was the single biggest takeaway that you took? Realtors help put food on your table. They put gas in your car. They pay for your kids' activities. They send you on vacation. They are a huge part of your career. Embrace them. Look after them. They're looking after your career. We look at realtors and we go, oh, I got to work with them. They're just like you and I. They're just trying to make a dollar. They're just trying to make their lives better and make their lives better for their families. Mm-hmm. And so, we're talking about the right realtors too. So there are some out there, just like there's some mortgage people out there that are, you know, not the most pleasant. And we're not saying that you, Lori, or anybody needs to like say, you need to work with idiots. What we're saying is that the right realtors will absolutely, if you guys can figure out how to work together, it's a game changer. There are lots of realtors out there who are wanting to work with you. You do not have to waste your time on people who do not respect you. That's a great point. So if you've had a realtor that you really felt like there wasn't a good connection with, how do you manage that now? Do you just 
like not work with them? What's your process? I don't call them. And we do know if I haven't heard from them a while and they've called, they've worn other somebody else out as well. So now the interesting thing is that they may be difficult to work with. They may actually have great clients. And I'm right. not even sure that I the answer to this yet. But how do you work with somebody you don't really like working with and yet you like the clientele that they have? And that's the same with working with a good realtor who may have a, a client that you don't care working for. It's something that you as a mortgage agent has to decide what's best for you. It's a case-by-case basis because sometimes it, it could be the person wants you to do something completely unethical. Well, that's a hard no. But then other times it could just be they're just maybe an annoying personality, right? <laughs> yes. Some of them do have annoying personalities. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask some rapid fire questions now so you can answer these as shorter answers if you like. So what's the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Oh, courage and self-discipline. You're never going to feel like doing it. You have to give yourself a push every day and trying to change too much at once. You implement a good idea one at a time and then Mm -hmm. you make it a habit before moving on to the next good idea. I love putting in new good ideas, but I'm also very guilty of going, oh, look at this. Look at these great ideas. The the shiny new thing. Yeah. I love putting in new ideas. I want to be better and better every single day. I know now, and again, having failed at it, that one at a time, you know, small bites make for a big meal. That's not my quote. That came from you. You, You're like, you're literally like a quote machine, you know, like I think you've had like six (laughs) or seven in this interview. That's like a record or something. So, okay. So do you have an internet resource or software program? What's that? I said, that's because they're all in post-its around me. I have my entire office is post-its because you never know when you're going to need it at that moment. Oh my gosh, this client just, he's driving me nuts and he's hurt my feelings and look up and there's a quote, get you through the moment. That's true. That's very good. Okay. So do you have an internet resource or software program that you've used that makes your business more successful? You know, I'm not the most tech savvy person. When I saw this question, I kind of cringed. I really actually have to turn to others who are using something that they're finding successful and they've discovered works for them. And I basically just take, I just steal it. Right now, Trello is my go-to. It's really good for referral source tracking. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it. I have my, uh, you know, just, this is when I contacted the person whether I got a voicemail or I spoke to them or it was a text and their response. And then when my follow-up is pretty simple, if it's too complicated, I won't use it. Right. Simplicity rules in these things. Yeah. So do you have one book you'd recommend for our listeners? Or- you know, <laughs> there's so many, but you know, it's back to the basics, how to win friends and influence others by Dale Carnegie. I'm liked by most people who meet me fairly quickly. And that's because of the things that I've learned in this book. You look people in the eyes, say their name, but most of all, pay attention to when they speak, when they're yeah. speaking. You don't try and think of what you're going to say next. Listen to the person. We all want to be heard. And if you're not doing it, your competition is. That's the right. difference between me and my competition all the time. I am paying attention all the time. I'm never thinking of what I want to say next, and they know it. Mm-hmm. And it makes for a totally different dynamic. Actually, I got to read that book again. I haven't read it in a while. So that's a good reminder. Okay, so last question. This is the $100,000 question. So if you had $100,000 mm-hmm. and I wrote you a check and I said, Laurie, here's a hundred grand. The only catch is you have to invest it in your business. What would you do with it to grow your business? An underwriter, for sure. A good underwriter is the best thing you could ever do to your business. And secondly, 
is a good training program or a business coach on a regular basis. You're my business coach for life, whether you like it or not. I did your one program Mm -hmm. and was great. I loved it. You know, I want to say it almost doubled my income. But what made the biggest difference is when I did your next program. And I'm in it now. I think I'm going to say week three. And even with everything that's going on around us, I am getting lots of leads. I've bettered myself yet again. I'm paying you for life. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. There's always another level, right? Like, so no matter when you get to something and you're like, okay, I think I've got this. And then it's like, oh, wait, there's another level, like another door. And then you can, there's more improvement and more opportunity. And so I think you've realized that you're continuing to level up. Nobody ever reaches their full human potential, but there's so much more in us than we realize. I think that's the exciting part, which is why I personally, I get coached. I just know that, you know, I'm not going to be able to see it all or do it myself. So that's fantastic. Okay. So if people are looking you up, where can they find you online? Snowden at gmail.com. Again, our website's a little bit in the works right now. Snowden at gmail.com. You can text me. I am so open to having discussions with people. 416-303-3362. Sounds simple, but it's pretty simple business. It's right. just a matter of doing it. That's awesome. You say, hey, here's my phone number. Call me. So, hey, Lori, it's been <laughs> awesome to chat with you. Every time I chat with you, I leave just smiling and I'm like, oh. and then I also got some reminders of things. I think it's always good because we can help each other, right? Like one of the things I find with our clients or coaching clients, I learn from them a ton. So they'll come back and I'll be like, oh my gosh, you're right. That's a better way to do things. And so there's this kind of, a mutual learning that's happening. And so in the conversation with you today, you know, just realizing the importance of the way you treat people and being likable, I can like your ability to be likable is very compelling. And so I can see why when you get in front of a real estate agent or a partner, it's like, like you said to me before, your success rate is very high if you get in front of them. Yes. It's just paying attention to people when they speak. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It isn't magic. I'm not any different than anybody else. I'm not an anomaly. Right. It's not like voodoo or something. It's just, yeah, that's awesome. Well, anything I should have asked you or that I forgot to ask that you think I should have asked that our listeners would find valuable? Oh no, you're very thorough. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lori. Really appreciate your time today. This has been awesome. And thank you for everybody that's checking this out. Thank you, Scott. Have yourself a great day. Thanks for checking out this episode with Lori. Hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you're interested in some of the things that Lori's picked up from our training program, go to 10loansamonth.com. Also, this episode is sponsored by Finmo. Finmo's got a fantastic application, fastest growing mortgage origination platform in Canada. A couple of things I love about Finmo. First, the app is designed with the borrower in mind, which means it's really easy for them to use. It's simple to pick up and understand. Your average borrower will be able to use this, no problem. Second thing is they make document collection super simple. They have these smart docs. So as your client's filling out an application, it'll know intelligently what documents to request. So you don't have to saves you lots of time. And finally, they know that every mortgage broker, mortgage agent on the planet, we all run our businesses slightly differently. And so they've integrated with Zapier, which means that Finmo can be uh, digitally connected to all your favorite tools and apps. Sign up for Finmo, you receive a 30-day free trial. They've got amazing customer support. Finmo is the skip the dishes of mortgages.